0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. All right. It's been an interesting day so far, hasn't it? Today's date is Tuesday. Tuesday,
0: February 3rd, 2015. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I posted today on my Facebook page, the video of the Jordanian pilot being burned alive. Now, for the first time ever, uh, since these types of
1: videos uh, have been posted, starting with um, Mr. Pearl, um, uh, the uh, journalist uh, who was, uh, beheaded, well, I watched, I watched the beheading, and I vowed not to watch any of those videos ever again, until today, when on my Facebook page I posted
0: the video of, of the Jordanian fighter pilot who was, uh, burned alive. And I watched the video in its entirety. And anyone who uh, believes, as President Obama does, that ISIL is a junior varsity and not worthy of being dealt with swiftly and severely Well, just take a look at that video, and then get the thought into your head, just think for a moment,
1: what if that were one of your relatives, your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, a member of your family, cousins, whatever, friends, or just someone you knew passing down the street,
0: or perhaps... An American with whom you've never had any contact with, imagine just just for a minute. how would you feel? I believe, and I posted my belief on my web page and on my Facebook page and on Twitter. That if we had a stronger president, these sorts of things wouldn't happen, or it would give some thought. I wonder what President Reagan would have done. I wonder what President Clinton would have done. I know what Jimmy Carter would have done.
1: I sometimes even wonder what a Richard Nixon would have done.
0: Or a John F. Kennedy, perhaps. We know what Obama will do. He'll do nothing but talk. And the problem is, he won't even talk tough. He'll just talk. And he'll talk about what's being done, aside from
1: putting boots on the ground. American men and women
0: who, from my experience, would have no problems, no issues at all, going into battle and destroying ISIS. Or ISIL. Whatever you prefer. I am a warrior. I am 53 years old. And I'm a combat trained Marine. Even at 53, I'd have no trouble. Especially after witnessing that video of that
1: man being burned a lot. No, I didn't want
0: to watch it. In fact, I resisted watching the video. But uh I'll admit that uh I was detached somewhat and uh from from
1: ISIS and the threat they pose and you know you, you, you hear about them and, and what they're doing on the news and a lot of you hear about it in passing uh, as you're on your way to work, or on your way home, or out doing different things, you hear about it, and you're
0: de- and you're detached, perhaps, like I was, you know. Until I saw the video, and I wonder, you hear about it. What happens detached, perhaps, if they like come here? You know? Until I saw. What happens if they come here? I mean our our borders
1: are open. How hard can it be to get uh to get across the border?
0: How hard can it be for them to come through Mexico? Maybe they're already here. And how hard would it be for them to stage something
1: like this here in the United States of America? Think about that. When our president talks about how he's doing everything he can short of putting boots on the ground. Well, maybe we should put boots on the ground because I, for one, know a lot of warriors who would be happy, happy to go
0: into battle against ISIS or ISIL and do their duty to protect American lives. Let's talk about,
1: in a few minutes, we'll come right back and we'll start talking about our topic for the day.
0: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most useless of them all? and of all of the most recent U.S. Presidents. The call in number is 347-884-8500. We'll be right back. The Sit Rep with Doc Jones.
1: (laughs) He has a unique
2: perspective
1: but but I happen to view the jobless numbers when they come out every Thursday at 830 on Fox News fair and Balance as a good thing
2: is he crazy
1: when the jobless numbers come out and they're bad I'm happy He's what I'm happy I'm happy because that just gets President Obama that much closer to the door And heading back to Chicago or wherever the hell he's from. You
0: should be ashamed of yourself. You
1: know what? I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it. None. None. The Situation
0: Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones. Weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, my name is Elbert Lee Guillory and I'm the Senator for the 24th District right here
3: in beautiful Louisiana. Recently, I made what many are referring to as a bold decision to switch my party affiliation to the Republican Party. I wanted to take a moment to explain why I chose to become a Republican and also to explain why I don't think it was a bold decision at all. It is the right decision, not only for me, but for all my brothers and sisters in the black community. You see, in recent history, the Democrat party has created the illusion that their agenda and their policies are what's best for black people. Somehow it's been forgotten that the Republican party was founded in 1854 as an abolitionist movement with one simple creed, that slavery is a violation of the rights of man. Frederick Douglass called Republicans the party of freedom and progress. And the first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, the author of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was Republicans in Congress who authored the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, giving former slaves citizenship, voting rights, and due process of law. The Democrats, on the other hand, were the party of Jim Crow. It was Democrats who defended the rights of slave owners. It was the Republican president, Dwight Eisenhower, who championed, the Civil Rights Act of 1957. But it was the Democrats in the Senate who filibustered the bill. You see, at the heart of liberalism is the idea that only a great and powerful big government can be the benefactor of social justice for all Americans. But the left is only concerned with one thing, control. And they disguise this control as charity. Programs such as welfare, food stamps, these programs aren't designed to lift black Americans out of poverty. They were always intended as a mechanism for politicians to control the black community. The idea that blacks, or anyone for that matter, need the government to get ahead in life is despicable. And even more important, this idea is a failure. Our communities are just as poor as they have always been. Our schools continue to fail children. Our prisons are filled with young black men who should be at home, being fathers. Our self-initiative and our self-reliance have been sacrificed in exchange for allegiance to our overseers who control us by making us dependent on them. Sometime I wonder if the word freedom is tossed around so frequently in our society that it has become a cliche. The idea of freedom is complex and it's all-encompassing. It's the idea that the economy must remain free of government persuasion. It's the idea that the press must operate without government intrusion. And it's the idea that the emails and phone records of Americans should remain free from government search and seizure. It's the idea that parents must be the decision makers in regards to their children's education, not some government bureaucrat. But most importantly, it is the idea that the individual must be free to pursue his or her own happiness, free from government dependence and free from government control. Because to be truly free is to be reliant on no one other than the author of our destiny. These are the ideas at the core of the Republican Party, and it is why I am a Republican. So my brothers and sisters of the American community, Please join with me today in abandoning the government plantation and the party of disappointment so that we may all echo the words of one Republican leader who famously said, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last.
0: All right, welcome back
1: folks to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Reports. So the call in numbers three
0: four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. So um President President Obama, a short term college professor and failed community organizer
1: who became a mostly absentee state senator in my hometown of Illinois, and then an all-but-invisible U.S. senator, has finally petered out. For the Peter principle, he has risen to his level of incompetence. And some would argue far beyond that. Remember, said Ronald Reagan, we have opponents, we don't have enemies. And that's why Ronald Reagan was so successful in gaining the respect and affection of the American people. Even people who did not like his policies liked him. President Obama's troubles in office stem in no small part from his willingness to treat American opponents as enemies. He treats America's true enemies as friends. But that's another matter, isn't it? To be debated... For the next what ten years, long after Obama's out of office, now the readout from November's election day is that mr obama's Democrats suffered a massacre. That word comes uh from uh the british uh prestigious uh economist uh magazine being used even as Christians and Muslims in Syria and Iraq are suffering genuine massacres at the hands of ISIS. Still, we can soberly describe the midterms elections as a rout, as a massive rejection of President Obama's policies, if not the president
0: himself. He had told voters that his policies, every one of them,
1: would be on the ballot this November, this past November. He also told voters that the endangered Democrat incumbents vote with me. And as a result of November's last November's election, massive rejection of his policies. Those folks who vote with him vote with him no longer. The popular analysis of all this is not that President Obama is irrelevant. Alaska's Mark Begin tried to save his seat by that absurd description of Obama. It didn't work. But there's a growing consensus, especially among conservatives, that
0: Mr. Obama is incompetent. But what if the President is instead intentional. He
1: has said it again and again. He told interviewers he would rather be a consequential one-termer than an inconsequential two-term president. He was echoing his previous remarks during the 2008 campaign when he paid a left-handed compliment to Ronald Reagan. He said then that the 40th president had changed the trajectory of the country in ways that Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton had not. We should take Barack Obama at his word. He said he wanted to fundamentally transform this nation. And he pledged in 2009's inaugural address to remake America. Let's remember the bitter joke of communist playwright Berthold Birch when it appeared clear that the workers of East Germany were rejecting their Marxist proletarian paradise. Birch said the party bosses would simply have to
0: elect a new people. And that's a direct quote. This is what, in all
1: seriousness, Barack Obama is doing. He is planning to go ahead with an executive order to make millions of new Americans of the illegal aliens currently residing here. He will probably stiff-arm Congress and act in defiance of the Constitution and the laws. He will probably nominate a new attorney general and press a lame-duck Senate to ram through the confirmation vote. We can see that that hasn't worked out.
0: And we can see that the Congress is fighting back. And there appears to be a showdown on the horizon. And I can't wait. I'm staying tuned. And I hope you are too. Remember, folks, that socialism is inherently undemocratic.
1: Its adherents believe that they are. On the right side of history, and thus they feel entitled, empowered, even to bend and break the rules in order to achieve an even greater central control over American lives. They believe that they are on the right side of history, that this is the
0: destiny of this great nation, to become a socialist utopia. Folks, we need to soberly assess where we stand in with this administration.
1: President Obama can veto or repeal any. Well, he, he can veto and repeal any portion of Obama, Obamacare. He still mainca- maintains control over college student loans, Common Core, fairly dubbed Obamacare, and that's it's still still advancing de- despite fierce grassroots opposition. He's still converting a severely weakened military into a laboratory for racial social experimentation. He is packing the federal judiciary with radicals. He will rely on those black robe rogue judges to force the changes he wants but cannot achieve through legislation. He's staffing the federal bureaucracy with his devotees and creating new czars not subject to. Senate confirmation. He will use executive orders to limit or even frustrate the intent of Congress on major issues. Thank goodness, though, that the Congress is fighting back.
0: So the question is, is Obama incompetent? Or is he simply crazy like a fox? President Clinton was heard to have said that Obama is incompetent. That he is an amateur. Is it true? What do you think? Do you even care whether he's incompetent or not? Let's take a listen to the doctor. See what he has to say. Danger! That's
4: what Barack Obama is. Danger. Yes, he is. The first black president and the second black president is into it. He's been so long. He's been on. Get, on. Get on the flow. Danger is what we have. I'm your host, the doctor of common sense, E.T. Williams. Please visit the website at dot. Whatever happened to Commonsense.com? Well, we have slick Willie Bill Clinton. He is there in a new book coming I call Amateur. He supposedly says about Barack Obama, he says, I've heard more from Bush asking for my advice than I've heard from Obama. This is quoted by Klein in the book. I have no relationship with the president, none whatsoever, as Bill says. Obama doesn't know how to be president. He doesn't know how the world works. He's an incompetent amateur. I agree with slick willy Bill Clinton. Now the truth comes out. Know the truth, and it shall set you free. Listen to Bill Clinton on this particular point. He says about Barack Obama, he's incompetent and he's an amateur. We all knew the community organizer was incompetent and an amateur. And also, don't leave out corrupt communists in there. Come on, Bill, if you're going to name, call, get it right. Incompetent, amateur, communist, bastard. I like that a little bit better. Yes, the new book out called Amateur... The truth is revealed. Uh, Bill Clinton, this is how fake liberals is. Bill Clinton agreed to endorse Barack Obama, even though he knows Barack Obama is an amateur and incompetent. But he agreed to endorse Barack Obama with the hope that he would endorse Hillary in 2016. See, that's where you messed up, Bill. Barack Obama wants to be president in 2016, too. We're trying to do away with this term limit stuff. Now, it is obvious that Bill Clinton don't like Barack Obama. It is obvious that Barack Obama really don't like Bill Clinton because both of these are egomaniacs. Both are. I mean completely egomaniacs. Neither one lacks his own wife either, by the way. Bill, though, happens to lack the ladies. Yes, I don't have to get on Miss Lewinsky, do I? But Barack happens to lack the fellas. That's the difference between the first black president and the second-half black president. Bill Clinton was way blacker than Barack Obama. Without a doubt, he was blacker than Barack Obama. But here we see Bill, slick Willie, is a little upset. I don't know what got him upset to come out with this book. Maybe he's trying to uh, get away for Hillary, to ursher Hillary in for two thousand. 16, he wants to damage Barack. Danger. 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 Yes, it is. Get on the flow, Bill. The
2: nigga right it. Been so long. It. He's been on.
4: Yes, Bill is upset. He wants to make sure Barack don't try to stay in there another term. He says, we had an agreement. It's time for you to remove office. That's why Hillary said stepped down as Secretary of State. She was preparing for her presidency. Now, Bill says, we got to make sure we do some damage control. We got to make sure this, everybody knows this boy is incompetent. Well, Bill, we didn't Barack was incompetent. That's not the problem. What he's incompetent is the people won't report how incompetent he is, Bill. Could you get your folks in the media who you had supporting you to just tell everyone Barack Obama is an incompetent, amateur, communist bastard. Can you please use those exact words, Bill? Barack Obama
5: is an incompetent,
4: amateur, communist bastard. Been so long since.
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right, you know who that was? He uh he uh puts stuff out on YouTube all the time. And check him out on my Facebook page. He just posted that um, that uh, the video, the audio, you just heard the audio, but there's a video that goes along with it and it's pretty funny. Let me get to this real quick before we before we get into some serious stuff. Do you know that the Lunatic Left saw racism behind the really puzzling play, that last play of the game that lost the Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. Do do, do you know that liberals are seeing racism behind that, well, what some would consider to be a really puzzling play? And I'm trying to be nice here. Well, I was I was I was listening to my man Rush Limbaugh earlier and and uh you know uh, the, the day after the game and 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 you know he he talked about it and and he, and you know it kind of when it comes to the Seahawks folks, this one is actually real. I mean in terms of being out there as a legitimate news story. This is I'm going to talk to you about this legitimate news story that's out there. This call that happened in, in that game. You know <laughs> the the thing with that stupid inexplicable call on the last play of the game in the Super Bowl do you know that that call do you know that the reason that call was made was because of latent racism on the Seahawks coaching
0: staff yeah
1: yeah it's right here in the nation magazine and by the way, not just there;
0: it's everywhere. Everywhere you find the lunatic left. Well, why why does it make no sense? Well, if you just sit there and
1: be, you know, let, let me explain it to you for a minute. The, the the left's perverted thought process. I'm going to tell you what the process is, and what was written in the in the Nation magazine. I'll tell you how, how the how and why the call was racist. The call was racist not to give the ball to Marshawn Lynch and instead give it to Russell Wilson because the Seahawks and Coach Pete Carroll think that Wilson is a much cleaner cut black guy. He's more wholesome. He's more of a wholesome black guy than Marshawn Lynch. He's not as dark as Marshawn Lynch. Liberals think this way, and they have now said that. They got a source in the Seahawks locker room that told them, in an unnamed source, that that is exactly how liberals think. Liberals think anything like this can happen. There has to be a reason. There has to be a bigoted reason behind everything that they can't explain. And in this case, that's the Seahawks' coaching now we're in a, a split-second circumstance where a decision has to be made. Everybody's in panic mode. No, nope. <laughs> So the idea that Belichick is some genius by not calling timeout and forcing the Patriots into throwing a pass, that's as ridiculous as this. Which is that the Seahawks coaching staff, not just Carroll, but the management too, they're tired of Marshawn Lynch. He's a bad actor. Grabs crotch after touchdowns, gets fined. He won't talk to the media. They don't want this guy to be the star of the game. No way. They want a clean cut face of the franchise, Russell Wilson, to be the star of the game. And that's why they didn't call the play that would win the Super Bowl. And they claim. That they've got a source in the Seahawks locker room, a player, unnamed, that is responsible for spreading this rumor. And there are many other rumors that are variations on that very same thing. Yeah, yeah, you probably heard them, but the left is eagerly picking this one up and running with it. Racism, bigotry explains why Marshawn Lynch did not get the call. Quite frankly, folks... I'm puzzled as to why Marshawn Lynch didn't get the call. He's been touted as the Seahawks as as the the best running back this season, certainly. And the reason, the, the principal reason why the Seahawks made it to the Super Bowl. Why didn't he
0: get the ball? Could it be because he's too black? And that Russell Wilson is... Kinda white in their view. Hmm. Think about it. I was wondering. I mean, you're on the one, the two yard line. The running back almost always gets the ball, or the quarterback does a sneak. If, but but here's the thing. Russell Wilson can run. Why not do a naked bootleg
1: and have Russell run for the pylon and dive? Why not that? But liberals are saying it's all about race. It's racism. Pitting one black guy against another. The crab in the barrel thing. It's all about racism. Yeah,
0: So let's get back to some serious business here before we check out. Jordan vows a strong, earth-shaking,
1: and decisive response to the Islamic State's killing of a Jordanian pilot whose death was announced on Tuesday. The government spokesman said in a statement, Islamic State earlier released a video purporting to show the pilot being burnt to death. Jordan on Tuesday night announced it would execute a female failed suicide bomber and other jihadists in retaliation for the killing of
0: his hostage pilot. His name was Lieutenant Maz Kassenbach.
1: After pictures were posted of him being burned alive, officials reacted furiously to the pictures and film which went beyond anything yet seen in the execution videos of the Islamic State of Iraq and
0: Levant. They were particularly angry at the unusual method of death, and as it seems to confirm that he had been killed several weeks ago.
1: There had been rumors in early January that he had been burned, and officials said
0: last night they now believe he died on January 3rd So that made a mockery of ISIL's demands last week that the woman suicide bomber
1: be released in return for the lieutenant. One more thing, folks. No joke. No joke here. Dartmouth is offering a Black Lives Matter course in the spring semester. Black Lives Matter. As if other lives don't matter at all. What about white lives? Can you can we have a, uh, a, a class about white lives and, and that they matter? Or perhaps a class of, uh, of Hispanic lives? Or, or Asian lives matter? Or Muslim lives matter? Or, I don't know, dogs?
0: Canine lives matter? Doesn't all life matter? Why do we need to have a course? And what's that course going to be all about? Aren't you
1: curious? Wouldn't you like to sit in on Dartmouth's Darth um, Black Lives Matter course? And what kind of grade do you think you can get in that? That's kind of like basket weaving. I've got my basket weaving course. I'm going to get an A in that. Then I'm going to head over to my Black Lives Matter course. I wonder what the curriculum, what the what, the, how that's going to work out. month College, folks, is now offering a Black Lives Matter
0: course for its students in the upcoming spring semester. You heard me.
1: <laughs> the, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. The United States of America is in deep trouble, folks. You know, and you know, students, especially white students, are going to be flocking to that course to get that easy
0: A. It's gonna, it's gonna have to be an easy A. Black Lives Matter course. And
1: when is, I mean, when is it going to be white folks' turn? When is it going to be Hispanic?
0: Are we going to have? I mean, this just opens up the floodgates. Turtles, lives matter. Cows' lives matter. Dwarfs' lives matter. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's out of hand,
1: folks. I'm telling you right now. Political correctness has gone crazy. I remember when this whole political correct movement first started some many years ago, when Gloria Steinem said that any woman who has had sex with a man has been, for all intents and purposes, raped. And of course, my favorite from the early 1990s was uh, the women of now suggesting that If a woman were pregnant, well, she wasn't pregnant. She was parasitically repressed. Quote, parasitically repressed. So parasitically repressed was supposed to replace pregnant.
0: But somehow it didn't take. Because it just doesn't sound right. Yeah. And Obama submitted his lunatic budget. Where, for one, he wants to build a fence, a border fence in outer space. He wants to build a border fence in outer space. I'm not kidding you. <laughs>
1: oh my God. I tell you what. Obama's budget allocates $20 million for climate change resilience toolkits. Michael Moore has a better chance of being named sexiest man alive than Obama's budget has of passing Congress. His last budget, the last budget that Obama proposed, was vetoed down 99 to 0 by the Senate. And that includes every single Democrat. Why did he even put forth a budget? And this proves Obama's incompetence. Why put forth a budget that you know damn well is not going to pass? It's not going to pass. You want to put a border fence in outer space but not along the southern border? Incompetent? Yeah, 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 yeah. President Obama's fiscal year 2016 budget would make permanent investment tax credit a benefit used by Solyndra. You know that failed thing where it spent all that money on the solar stuff and it, like, uh, was a big waste? The president's budget for investing in America's future also includes $4 million to better understand violent extremism more than 66 billion for universal preschool and 20 million for
0: climate change resilience toolkits what in the hell is that <sighs> <laughs> this guy I mean, he couldn't have spent any time on the budget himself.
1: He couldn't. He couldn't have. Because, I mean, why would you spend a lot of time on something you know isn't going anywhere? It, his budget was a good laugh and a window into his warped, incompetent mind. To think that building a border fence in outer space, wanting $3 billion for that, uh wanting all this money for climate change and universal preschool and all that crap that was a serious wish list though it's like when i was a kid when i when i when i submitted my my list
0: for you know what i wanted for christmas my christmas wish yeah <laughs> my goodness dude
1: is incompetent I mean, completely and utterly incompetent. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. C. Robertson. What's
5: Three, two, one, two. What's crackalacking, my peoples? What's crackalacking, my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It. And that's how we do it live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack a What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'.
2: G-Ski, what's the crack a baby? What's crackin'?
5: Well, it's crackin',
4: man, as everybody yeah. else. But everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'?
1: G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. <sighs> I got envy right now.
5: What's crack a Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? ha <laughs> ha! What's crackin', sister? What's What's crackin', what do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show, just totally awesome. That's right, folks, we keeps it lacking and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lackin' And it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby Bacon and gravy
0: The Sit Rep with Doc Jones He
2: has a unique perspective
1: But But I happen to view the jobless numbers when they come out every Thursday at 8.30 on Fox News, Fair and Balance, as a good thing.
0: Is he crazy?
1: When the jobless numbers come out, and they're bad, I'm happy.
2: He's what?
1: I'm happy. I'm happy. Because that just gets President Obama that much closer to the door. And heading back to Chicago or wherever the hell he's from. You
0: should be you
1: know what? I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it. None. None. The Situation Report with
0: Dr. C. Robert Jones, weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time.
5: Hello, and welcome to How Smart Is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And now, here's your host, G.Ski-Raw! Thank you! Thank you! You are too kind, thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Smart is Your President? A game show testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. And, of course, here's our guest, here's our player... Let's everybody welcome President Barack Hussein Obama! Hello everybody, welcome to the show. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. Welcome to How Smart Is Your President? Testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. Our player for today, of course, the President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. Now we went over the rules backstage... The game is very simple. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and you hit the fancy-smancy buzzer to answer the question. And we're going to start off right now. Question number one. How many states make up the United States of America?
2: Uh, I've now been in 57 states. I think one left to go.
5: Sorry, Mr. President. The answer to the question is 50. 50 states make up the United States of America. Next question. Name one European country. Compared to countries like Europe? Sorry, Mr. President. Europe is not a country. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Next question. What is one of the treatments for asthma? A breathalyzer, or an inhalator, not a breathalyzer. Sorry, Mr. President, you meant to say inhaler. Inhaler was the answer that you were looking for. All right, next question. Okay, as the President of the United States of America, recite for me the First Amendment of the United States Constitution.
2: The, uh, I, I guess, I, I, hold on a second. So, so, uh, so all I'm, all, all, all I, I'm sorry, wait, 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 don't, don't, don't start, don't, hold, hold on.
5: Sorry, Mr. President, time's up. The First Amendment of the United States Constitution states as follows, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, something that you clearly know nothing about. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, last and final question, Mr. President. Name the Mexican holiday in the month of May.
2: The cinco de cuatro.
5: Sorry, Mr. President, that was the wrong answer. You said four of five. The answer to the question is cinco de mayo, the fifth of May. That is the correct answer, and you are wrong again. Well, that's all the time that we have, folks. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next time when we play How Smart Is Your President? Testing the intelligence of President Barack Obama. I'm your host, G.C. Rocks, and I'm out of here. Peace out, y'all.
1: Yeah. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Mira mirror, on the wall, who's the most useless of them all? Obama rated worst president since World War II in an embarrassing poll. He must be sitting back on him. What the hell? Sitting President Barack Obama was cited as the worst U.S. president out of the dozen men ...who have held the position dating back to 1945. That's right. Former Hollywood actor Ronald Reagan ranked first on survey takers list... ...followed by philandering presidents Bill Clinton and John F. Kennedy. America... Americans are so chafed. Their asses are so chafed by Obama's leadership that they say the country would be better off with uh would have been better off with businessman uh Mitt Romney uh than with Barack Obama at this time. How embarrassing. Americans think President Obama is the nation's worst leader since World War II, folks a third of Americans singled out Obama as their least favorite president since 1945. Wow. In a head-to-head matchup between the two most recent presidents, Bush and Obama, Bush narrowly came out the victor with 40% of survey takers saying that he was a better president than Obama and 39% saying that he was worse. Over... The span of 69 years of American history and 12 presidencies, President Obama finds himself with President George W. Bush at the bottom of the popularity barrel. Wow. And Clinton was impeached by Congress during his second term for lying about his sexual relationship with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. He was selected by 18% of the poll takers as their favorite, followed by President John F. Kennedy, who came
0: in a swift third with 15% of the vote. Wow. Wow. Obama's favorability ratings were underwater in nearly every issue.
1: The president scored below 50% on health care, the economy, terrorism, and foreign policy. Respondents were clear about their disapp- disapproval of the president's signature law, Obamacare. The nays beat out, wow, the yeas by 12 points. Questions about the way Obama was doing his job overall were also met with bad news for the president. A majority, 53%, said they did not approve of the job he was doing, while 40% said they approved. Otherwise, said Obama does not have strong leadership qualities compared to 47% of the respondents who said he does. Americans were split over whether they could trust Obama with 48% answering in the affirmative and 48% answering in the negative.
0: Wow. This guy is going to go down as the worst president in the history of this great nation so far.
1: Think about that, folks. I want to thank you for listening tonight. There's so many places you could be, so many things you could be doing, but you chose to listen to my show tonight or you'll listen to it later on. But either way, I thank you so much for doing so. Uh, You can find my show on iTunes. You can find me on Spreaker. You can find me on my page on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me anywhere. Anytime you call, I'm available let me just put that out there right now, anyway we gotta get out of here i'm on the i'm at the I'm at the ninety second mark anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening to my show uh we're out of here. Good night and let's talk tomorrow. can't wait bye.
2: Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight. Yes, everything's all right, yes Sleep and I shall soothe you, Come, you And anoint you for your hot forehead Then you'll feel everything's all right Yes, everything's fine And it's cool and the ointment's oh, sweet For the fire in your head and feet Close your eyes, close your eyes And relax, think of nothing tonight Hey, hey woman, your are fine brand new and expensive Should have been safe for the poor Why has it been wasted? We could have raised maybe Three hundred silver pieces or more People are hungry People who are starving, they matter more than your feet and hair. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's all right, yes, everything's all right, yes. Surely you're
4: not saying we have the resources to save the poor
2: from their lot. There will be poor always, pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you've
4: got. Think while you still have me move, while you
2: still see me, you'll be lost. And you'll be sorry when I'm gone Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you And anoint you for your hot forehead Then you feel everything's alright, yes, everything's fine And it's cool and the and sweet For the fire in your head Close your eyes, close your eyes and relax, think of nothing. nothing, nothing. Close your eyes.